are back. Episode 159, Speed Metal Cycling Podcast right here, speedmetalcycling.com for all your awesome links there. Patreon, support us, all the media, social media stuff, whatever. And, I mean, you can also actually listen to the, to the uh, podcast there. But anyway, all right. Uh, full house once again, and that's amazing. I love it. We're going to go uh, ladies first. Natalia, how are you doing? Very good. Nice to hear. Next is uh, Mike. Mike, how are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm doing as, as good as Klaus. I'm oh, on a mute. And Klaus, how are you doing? Valverde. <laughs> Valverde. <laughs> Valverde. <laughs> Valverde. Valverde. Oh, come on. Valverde. Oh, sorry. Do you want me to keep going, Mike? Yep. Yep. Okay. Valverde. Valverde. Why did I do that? Valverde. Yes. <laughs> it was great. It was awesome. We had a lot. It wasn't of fun. in my contract. <laughs> you need to start charging royalties for that, man. Yes. Yeah, every time, every time I push the Valverde button, you get ten cents. Valverde. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you have like ten dollars <laughs> by now. <laughs> it's right now, exactly, exactly. So um, let me uh, spirit a full disclosure. I'm actually not at home right now. I'm at my sister's house in Cincinnati because I came here to um, to get tattooed, and it's just basically the way that it worked out. We had to record today. We couldn't record any other day of the week. The year was coming up, so we decided to record. So I don't have my notes. I don't have anything. So I'm going to sound a little out of it because normally I don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. No, never mind. Uh, for the Patreons, for the patrons on Patreon, they got an exclusive post um, of all the like inside jokes and things that we say and writers that we make fun of and why and all the stuff it's it's, it's a sizable um list and mike referred to it as the as the, uh, what do you call those little yellow books cliff notes. the cliff notes thank you the cliff notes of our for the for the for the podcast so um i put it up there and i've asked those guys um and gal to go through it and see if we're missing anything if anything doesn't make sense there's a couple of things that i don't remember how we started saying it or why so once it's like tip top and ready to go, then I put it up on our website. But I think it's, it's actually, I had a lot of fun doing it and, and collecting all the like better than Klaus's and, uh, you know, all that other stuff. Also, I opened with a uh, red bone in honor of, uh, guardians of the galaxy volume two opening, uh, Thursday, which by the time you listen to this is the day after tomorrow. So, okay. That's all I have to say. Um, I'm going to go ahead and shut up and I'm going to let, uh, you guys talk because I have nothing. Okay. Say. Can I take right. over? Yeah, please do. Yeah. Okay. So let's start with the social media. By the way, my absence from last episode was noticed and it was interesting was because I think the listeners, they thought that we were trying to trick them. So we got a couple of, of tweets of people saying, by the way, if you were testing, if we noticed, I noticed. Valverde. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Especially towards the end when I started just 
hitting Valverde button randomly. Yeah. I think when we ask Mike how old he is and he answers Valverde, that's like a giveaway. <laughs> exactly. So it was funny because Valverde. One one actually started a campaign uh, with a hashtag that says hashtag free Mike's free Mike Spriggs. So he thought it's like you guys had him somewhere. So let him free. But you know what the weird thing is, is that I saw Mike in person this weekend and I talked to him for like 40 minutes and all he answered was, yep, nope, and Valverde. So (laughs) even in real life, I talk too much and that's all he says. So that was funny. So yeah, there was one person, I think it was Benoit, and he said that only at at the middle of the episode, he realized that Mike wasn't there. (laughs) That's funny. I think that was that was the idea. I think like around the the, the halfway point, I started just randomly yeah, pushing. Yeah, exactly. The yeah, yeah. So, so that was good. there you I'm go. Very proud of. There so is a question for you, Dan. What's up? From from Richard from Hawaii. So he wants mm-hmm. to know that if a speed metal brewery produced a spirit of full disclosure ale, lager, or whatever. Lager. <laughs> we wanted to produce what will that liquid aloha be okay so um let me see the in the spirit of full disclosure what kind of beer do you think that would be i guess it would have to be a clear beer because in the spirit of full disclosure so i say pepsi clear yeah like <laughs> pepsi clear exactly i think it would be a clear crisp saison like a like a breakfast beer i think that's what the spirit of full disclosure would be that's a really good question very, very good question. Um, okay. The next one, and this one is a, is a jewel. So some random dude in Colombia found your tweet when you were selling the Quintana t-shirts in 2014, and he retweeted oh, yeah. it, and he was so excited. Like, damn, yeah, an Iron Man t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you Colombians not know how to read dates? Yeah, I, just like, I don't know if, if he's like falling prey to the randomized thing that Twitter is doing now that you're start yeah, reading your tweets and then at some point like it shows you something from ages ago yeah. so yeah poor dude he's going yeah. his heart is going to break when he realizes that it's two years later because, way, I mean that link is not even live anymore so yeah. yeah. And the other thing that I have to say regarding social media is that the Tom Bonin Cabaret video was oh, the most wonderful. popular thing that we have during the week and the most popular thing, period, that we have posted on Instagram. Yeah. Is insane how much people like that one. And I have one email that I wanted to uh, read, a, a, a part of an email from uh, Cassian Lenz. And um, he, he asks, how many watts does uh, Dan, Martin's lose, Dan Martin lose because of his teeth? And I think that he actually gains watts because of his teeth. Don't you think? That gives him more strength because he's, like, he's been made fun of his whole life. So that gives him like wrath and he just goes for it. Funny. No, no. I'm oh, sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, boom. <laughs> Poor Dan Martin. Are, are we saying that his teeth are not aero or something? That he needs braces? Yes. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, no, I mean, they're so like they're just they're all kind Remember, of. They go this a few way, years ago when he crashed, he actually broke 
some teeth and he never got them. Yeah. He never, uh, got them fixed. So they got kind of crazier looking. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. Maybe that's all he cares about. Battle scars. In the form of broken teeth. I am sorry. I brought it up then. Jesus, you people, you people. Um, and then, I mean, the, the racing that we've had in the, in the past week has been, uh, what tour of Yorkshire and Romandy. And I watched a lot of those, uh, stages and I had notes for all of them, but of course my notes are back home. So I can't really remember anything except for the women's tour of Yorkshire. And I highly recommend everybody should watch that race. It's, I mean, they actually had coverage from beginning all the way to the end Mm -hmm. from like the, the flag all the way to the end. Um, women's cycling is really interesting in that, like, breakaways just never form they just don't it's just like attacks and the breakaways are like a minute out like and then they get it's weird but anyway the last like 60k of that race are absolutely amazing absolutely amazing everybody should watch that everybody should watch that it was it was it was great both dolmen once again just dominated that race did whatever the hell they wanted with it and that girl whose last name i can't pronounce one the girl that was the world champion Dignan, thank you. Lizzie Dignan, yeah. Lizzie so, Dignan. can I give a recap or something? I don't know if Mike and yeah, Klaus. Did you guys watch the race, guys? I sent you an email saying that you should. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. Mike, uh, did you watch it? Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> real, real Mike, did you watch it? No. It's a great, it was a, it was a great, 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 great race. So yeah, Natalia, please uh, give us a quick summary of, of so the quick summary is that as Dan said for the first day, for the first maybe 40 to 50 kilometers, it was a game of catch and release. So somebody will try to go away, gain a little bit of seconds, then the peloton will catch the person and then somebody else will attack. So they play this thing until finally a group of kind of four or I think it was like four or five people they managed to get some decent advantage and by decent i mean more than 30 seconds but then yeah. there was this a uh, massive climb and in that climb anna van der Breggen and lizzie awesome. Leignan accelerated like yeah really 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 oh, aggressive yeah. and then they were able to bridge to the breakaway and when they reach the breakaway, they stay with them a little bit, and then they attacked the breakaway. <laughs> and it was then Lizzie Lyman. It made perfect sense. Plus, uh, Amy Peters, is it that, that her name? Mm-hmm. That she was in the breakaway from both Dolmen. So as soon as they got there, there was three of them. Yeah. And their break and just pulled the Karienka again and just, like, destroyed everybody. And then mm-hmm. the two of them, like... Yeah. So the, it was the, Lizzie Lyman. Three people, right? They were what? It was only three of them. By the yeah, end. it was Lizzie Dynan, Van der Breggen, and Danny King. And it was interesting yeah. because they were trying to, I don't know if this is an expression that people in English will, that speaks English will know, but in in Colombian Spanish, we call the blender, la licuadora. When oh, yeah. they started the, <laughs> then uh, Dynan, I keep thinking Armistead. So Dynan will uh, accelerate and then Danny King was forced to close the gap. And as soon as she closed the gap, then Van der Breggen <laughs> will yeah. accelerate. And the, yeah, and they did that, that until, 
Yeah, so yeah, it they, was. They broke her. And also interesting, though, that in the chasing group, um, Sunweb was the, the basically the team doing all the work, and Corinne Rivera was actually doing a lot of the work herself to be able to catch up for yeah, herself. Yeah, yeah, So the, the just, closest crazy, they got, she was. She again, she wrote amazingly. She went up that climb in a, in a really, really strong way. He just, I mean, at some point, she just couldn't hang with, yeah, with the climbers. No. But she did really well for a sprinter. It was amazing. She is trying really hard to detach herself from being considered only a sprinter because she knows and she's that doing a really good job of that. To in order to be able to be competitive in women's races, you kind of have to be good at. It's good if you can sprint, but you can also need to go up these punchy sort of climbs yeah. too, because that they are very popular in women's uh, cycling. There is no such a thing as a specialist, unfortunately. Italian. So we have people that are specialists for them, like Kirsten Wild, but that is because they combine the road with the track. Because if you're only like a pure sprinter or a pure climber, there are... Not, not enough women races I, for you. Are you guys losing Natalia as well, Klaus? Mike? No, I can hear Natalia? Yes. Can you hear her now? Oh, yeah. I, I lost you for a second. I lost you for a second. Oh, okay. Okay, I mean, yeah. No, what you're saying is actually just one of the things about women's cycling that is interesting is because there's a few riders, there's so few riders that are good that everybody's kind of good at everything. So every race is just a bunch of the same people trying to outsmart each other. There's never like random girl from some random team gets four minutes on the Peloton and the Peloton gets her back. It's just the same, you know, maybe, I don't know, 20, 25 girls or women just chasing yeah. each other. Yeah. You know, it's just, that's, it's, that's really, it's a really interesting dynamic. Um, so, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. I, I thought that Corinne Rivera had an amazing race. Not only did she keep up with those, with those guys, but then also, um, she actually won the sprint <laughs> from the, from for, the, for the, for the second yeah, place. For, yeah. So it was cool because the closest that they got the, the chasers to the group of Dynan King and Van der Breggen was 33 seconds. And at that point, the DS told Dagnan to prepare for the sprint and just give up. You know, like, let them catch you, let yeah, them get yeah. you, and then prepare for the sprint. And then she said in the interview after the race was over that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. he didn't work that hard to let it go to waste on a sprint. So pretty much, she pretty much disregarded what the DS told her, and she went solo. She and, went attacked. And, I mean, she attacked and just went solo for the last, yeah. I don't know, 20 like K, 20, 25 kilometers. It was insane. And it was good because behind the cooperation wasn't good. You know, like they will try to like get the speed up and then, yeah, it, it didn't work. So she ended up crossing the finish line with kind of a minute ahead of everybody. The only thing that I will say about it is that it's too bad that the dark cloud, because of the three misses, the three misses that she had in regarding the doping controls still is yeah, still yeah. looming over here and I think it's kind of unfair not because it's okay to miss doping controls but because I got the feeling this is not I heard is not the only story it's just the only one that we yeah, know well, about so she gets to yeah, deal yeah. with all this crap but only her she has, who knows like you said she has, a, she has a dark cloud over her just like you said who else has a dark cloud over him Valverde yep he should <laughs> 
But it's one of those things that is, is, she's the only one that we know about. So whenever she does these dominant displays of strength, Everybody then you always get the people that, ah, but you know, like she's missing the controls and blah, 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 blah. That's true. I don't give but a shit. We don't, don't know shit if. Actually, yeah. I don't care. I don't care if she's actually a man in this guy. I don't give a shit. The racing was amazing. Yeah, was- yeah, yeah. No, that's, 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 the, that's the thing. But just like as an aside comment, I think it's kind of crappy that we cannot be sure this is the only story. I think there are many of them. It's just that hers is the only one that we know. So it's kind of like, eh. but it is what it is. You know, like that's, that's yeah. the, that's the thing. It was so a yeah, good I race. Mean, the I, other race that we had from the women's is the LC Jacobs and Luxembourg. And that was for Christine Majerus from Bols Dolzman. And that one also had live TV. So, you know. The excuses that ASO made for not giving coverage to the Ardennes week are just BS. <laughs> Major BS. Yeah. So that's it. But yeah, I, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you guys um, watch that uh, race if you can. I'm sure that it's probably on YouTube by now somewhere. Um, great, 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 great race. Uh, as far as the Tour of Romandy, I can't. Whoa, that's old school. <laughs> uh, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as the Tour of Romandy and Yorkshire, I really don't remember much. Uh, but I didn't watch the last two. Oh, no, 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 I did. Uh, which one was the one that had the TT at the end? Just the individual time Romandy. trial. Was Romandy was the TT Rom- at the end. And who won that? Remind me. Uh, I don't remember who won the TT. The whole race was won by that Richie Porte. Really? Oh, man. Then I definitely had it wrong. Wow. No, who wow. did you think was the winner? I don't know. Somebody from Sky. <laughs> I don't did know you, why. Did I you guys that. watch the, the, the stages? I watched like the first, I guess, two or three. Did you get to no, see Chris I haven't seen anything. Okay. The weirdest thing I saw in Romandia was Chris Froome doing a lead out. And I remember in which oh, stage yes, yes. that happened. For that was Viviani. really weird. Was it for Viviani? Because he was like... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But just, yeah. In my bias well, I mean, opinion, awesome. Chris Froome is not the most graceful cyclist. No. And when, he so, <laughs> when he was doing that lead, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Can we just revisit? Was it Mike that said that he looks like he's trying to impregnate the, impregnate the bike? <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the thing is that imagine that, but he's going super fast because he's sprinting. So if I'm Viviani, I'm like, dude, I really appreciate that a multiple Tour de France winner is doing this for me, but he's just so all over the place. He's not even helping me at all. If anything, please get out of the way. It looks like you're about to fall. Yeah, it was it was funny. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. good. And I I, I like Elia Viviani. I don't, I so I'm, I'm I'm glad that he got his his win. There's a lot of people in Team Sky that I like, and now I'm just like, if this team like, which I'm sure is gonna cease to exist, right? I mean, after all this bullshit that is going on, I don't, I don't, Sky Do you like is not Gianni Moscon. Sorry. Yes, I really, 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 I don't know anything about him, but I've seen it, seeing him ride. Holy shit. That kid's got fucking future. But then again, I also saw, said that about Moreno Moser. Where the hell is he? But yeah, I think he has a future. I love him, love him, love him. But can you see... Do you know the like, freaking guy is a, is a racist? What's that? Do you know that the guy is a racist? Who, Moscon? 
I think so. Is that is that what came out a couple of days ago? He was uh, berating the I forgot the name Kevin Reza. I think he oh, was yeah, berating Reza. him in a. Oh. He's being supposedly he cited them to have a out like. A tri- not a trial, but he's supposed to show himself with Sky and the UCI because they are going to investigate the whole oh, yeah, like racial whatever. So, Is this a new thing with him that just came out a couple of days ago? Because uh, Kevin Reza got it a couple of years ago also at like the tour, I think, right? From some writer. Yeah. Was yeah. it him or, or was it Bernani? No, like, like mm. a year, 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 from Guadalupe, years ago. The island in the Caribbean. Uh, I don't know, but that's not Reza because Reza is from Eritrea, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I, but sorry, this thing that you're referring to is just the thing that happened a couple of days ago, right? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that's a bummer if he really is. That's a real bummer. But I'll, I'll hold judgment. He's going to be another Sagan where he's an amazing writer, but he's a complete douche. The douchebag. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's I was a, thinking, it's awesome, it's awesome for Sky, the jewels that they have. So we have... Kinog, when he's mildly misogynist comments, when the whole <laughs> Emma Pulley thing, and then we have yeah. this guy being a racist. Great team, man. Great team to be. Well, I mean, you know, the thing, though, too, is that they make, they're like, oh, you know, he apologizes or whatever. That's okay. The fact is that at some point in his life, he had it. It was like he thought that was okay to do in a professional peloton. Like, so is he not only racist, but he's obviously dumb, because why would you say that? Just keep your mouth shut. Just keep your mouth shut. But whatever. The, the, uh, la, la, la. I don't know. Which is, I'm, I'm never going to forget Sagan for the grabbing of the ass. That's a douchebag move, and screw him. So anyway. Okay, right. so, so I just check, and Moscon got a suspension of six weeks because of the racial <laughs> abuse. So... Jesus. So somebody else must have heard it, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. There was another yeah. writer that actually brought it to light. I'm so glad that it's something like that is six weeks. Because I mean, what's his face that punched? What's his face? So what did that he fall? do? What did he say? I don't know. I haven't read the. I only read the headlines, of course. <laughs> so I don't know what. Yeah, the that's what you need to read. No, but who was it that punched Marcel Quito in the face in, I don't know, somewhere in one of those desert races? Uh, whoever it is, he got a four-week suspension. So they see okay. being, like, punching somebody. Oh, uh, it was, um, what is the name? The Russian guy. Uh, shit. I already forget. Yeah, whatever. But um, so the UCI is saying that they'd rather have you punch somebody than use a racial epithet. I think that's awesome. I love it. More people should be punching themselves in the face and less people should be calling each other names. I love it. I want to write an email to the UCI congratulating them. This is the first good thing you do this year. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So I have a question Uh, for you guys. Go shoot. What will you think if I told you that the Giro Italia was going to introduce a new prize category and is a category that gives a prize to the best descender of the competition get out of here i've heard about yeah i've heard that before but it's 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 not only kind of lame because who gives a shit 
but also because he's incredibly dangerous. You're basically asking people to take more risks than they already are for some money or a stupid jersey or whatever. I just, I don't, I don't know. I, the Giro already I has some categories that I don't even understand. Every time I, I forget what they are and then I look at them and I'm like, oh, that exists? Yeah, 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 they do have like some... Yeah, no, I think that's a bad idea. That's not good. Mike? He's on what mute. was the question? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if the Giro d'Italia uh, had a new prize category and the category is for best descender, what are your thoughts on that? That sounds dangerous. Yeah, it's just it's it's just a bad idea. Well, yeah, it seems like a bad idea. Like, how are you going to judge it? Just by speed? No, I think they're going to by taking yeah. time. By taking the time, the best time to go. Like a Strava segment, like yeah, a Strava downhill like segment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't like it. Brought to you by Pirelli really? for this Giro edition. Is that really potentially going to happen? It is. It is. It's broke out today. Is uh, the sponsor oh, of the yeah. classification, the sponsor of that prize is Pirelli, and is there for best descender for the Giro Centenario? Yeah, uh, bad idea, stupid idea, um, dangerous, unnecessary. I know, of course, they get a new sponsor, probably a new jersey, whatever. And but then it's like that whole idea of like. We need to make cycling more exciting for people. And it's like, the, the sport is fine. Just the way that it is. Don't fucking try to fix something that isn't broken. But apparently they're trying to do... Oh, but anything that. like that could, that could potentially be dangerous. I don't know. I mean, if you're in a small team and you might be able to get a jersey or something, like getting up on the podium is a big deal. Especially of if you're course. a small team at the Giro, please. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, yeah, I mean, basically asking people to just yeah i like the idea of the strava segment the whole thing being sponsored by strava that would be great um so yeah but now that we're speaking about the giro i know that is not a podcast topic but uh can i ask questions to mike and klaus about the red hood crit Oh, crit oh god (laughs) i hate that fucking race that's a fucking circus uh sure asking yeah. questions about the red hook crit we didn't see very much because we were in the vip area no. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> sipping champagne i trust i just want you guys I to don't explain our secrets sorry <laughs> <laughs> i just want we're supposed to be low-level bloggers okay i mean uh podcaster <laughs> <laughs> i just want to understand what the whole thing is about because for me, that's kind of the modern version of the Roman gladiator sort of thing when they put people yeah. in the arena yeah, so a, a lion can kill them. Except, so it is exactly. insane. Except, but except now that you were there, I want to ask you, what did you think about it? I mean, You've I've seen, I've seen one all, almost yeah. all of them. Yeah. I saw the first two. It's a joke, man. It's a bunch of hipsters trying to be fucking cool. It's just well, it used to be it used to be that, but now it's getting a little bit more legitimate. Yeah. So it's a it's a very fan friendly area. Like it's it's on a, it's at the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's a converted giant parking lot. So it's a great place to watch a race because you see the guys go by you know like forty times, or the women go by like thirty times, and it's super fast. 
it's super, it is a little sketchy. I mean, I know people, you know, there's crashes and people think it's all about the crashes. It's not really about the crashes, but there are crashes, but it's, it's different to see like a video feed or to see photos of it than actually be there and see it because there's nothing worse than a road bike criterium. There's, you know, no one goes to watch those very much, but this thing is done. It's done the right way. And I think there's something here in terms of making the sport more spectator friendly. It was a ton of people there. It was the tenth. It was the tenth anniversary. It was it was rammed rammed full of people. Yeah. I, you know, here's the thing for me. Yeah. I, let, let me just say this real quick. Yeah. Uh, Mike Mike said uh, it, it's not about the crashes, but we don't get to decide what it's about. The people decide to get it. You know, and all the social media was just pictures of the crashes. So it is all about the crashes, whether or not we say that or the guys writing, the people watching and paying attention, that's all they want. It's like NASCAR. A mm. true NASCAR fan will tell you like, oh, it's not about the crashes at all. All right, 90% of the people there, it's all about the crashes. So anyway. I'll tell you what, it's a much better race when nobody crashes. Like just, just racing. Yeah. Like, you know, Klaus and I were watching and, you know, they've got huge video screens now. So you, we were at the start finish. But you can watch the the race in its entirety, no matter where you, you know are. exactly what was happening, and you and it's really really compelling because the guys come by and you cannot even believe how fast they're going. How fast, yeah. and uh, you know they're going ninety miles an hour, and <laughs> <laughs> Mike had a radar gun. It was weird to see him just pull that out. <laughs> oh, really? It was as fast. Oh yeah, as fast as a fastball. Well, it was an app. It was an app. It was an app. No, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I, the second time I saw it, I saw it with, uh, with my now wife. Uh, I think that's the one that we were with you, Mike, I think, but it's incredible. These guys are, it's, it's super, super, super fast. But one of the issues was you see the guys and then you see the guys again, and you're not really sure what's going on when you go by. It's like, Oh, there's seven guys ahead. And then the guys disappeared and there's three guys ahead. So being able to see that on a screen actually would make, would make a big difference. Yeah. Is this 20 minutes, uh, Natalia? This is supposed to be half an hour, I think. Half an hour. Okay. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I will say this. Um, it's not necessarily my my cup of tea uh, in, in every respect, but what it is, um, if you look at it just, again, for what it is, it's a ton of people going to see bike racing, which is good. Uh, it's really well organized. Um, do I think it would be any different? Like if it was geared bikes, I don't know. It might be a little safer, but I don't, I don't know about that stuff. It's a bummer about the crashes. It, it, I don't like seeing that. I hope people aren't super excited about that, but it's well organized. There's food, there's bathrooms. So people come with their families. There's lots of room to see the rays and stuff like that. And as far as like the whole like hipsters thing or whatever, I think there's kind of two races going on at once right now. I mean, I think that's kind of like, it's dismissive to say that because that's the past. Cause you have people that were in the world tour like a year ago racing it, you know? Yeah. So yeah, right yeah. now you had a uh, uh, vegano who was in team sky Kiki uh, was there, you know, who was with uh, Quickstep and all that stuff. You have dudes that are, you know, a gold medalist from the Rio Olympics and stuff. So, and certainly the guys that won were uh, 
team of, you know, guys from United Healthcare, team type one. So, um, yeah, I mean, these, they are cyclists, like pro cyclist dudes or whatever. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's not for everyone, but I guess it's a bike race in New York city and a bunch of people go to see it. That's cool. Yeah, well, whenever you see, them. whenever you see the amount of people showing up and you see the amount of food trucks and the amount of peripheral things that are going on that are actually business related, then you will start to see things happen around the race and around races like it. People will start to pay attention. Uh, that's all it takes. So people that have been attending for 10 years, are making something out of literally nothing. Um, and I think it can only be a good thing regardless of, you know, it's not like class said, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I was, when I rode to the, to the race, I was behind some people who a were on bikes, B did not know where they were and C had never seen a bike race before because someone in the group that was riding was explaining how it worked to them. So I was like, this is great. Like all these people are coming out late at night in New York City to a place they've never been to before to see something they've never seen before. So I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's yeah. cool. I would love to see that model be be used for other stuff. I mean, I know everyone now makes fun of, you know, cyclocross being, you know, the, the other hipster thing that people moved on to. But I see this working for, I mean, like, I don't necessarily love crits, but a standard crit race Certainly, I think it's like Tulsa Tough in places like that. Uh, uh, Jingle Cross is doing nighttime racing. It seems like a like a shtick or whatever, but the reality is maybe more people will come out on a Saturday night. It's something to do because they can go with their friends. It's you know versus being at ten a.m. on a Sunday. <laughs> I have one yeah, thing: UTI has no grip at all in these Red Hood Creed series, and that's why I think right. some people say okay. that it has succeeded yeah no, <laughs> would you say I that's would... accurate mike i don't know that that's true but the fact that it's not uh under their auspices or u.s cycling or whatever the hell right yeah well listen it, I, I will say this though after hearing you guys talk about it and stuff it's a completely different thing yes, than it was it when is. i was there i mean it's I, unrecognizable I, I, I probably saying, from when you yeah. saw it last because when you yeah, guys are saying it's like that's not how it was it was just i mean just hipster mania, like beginning. No, because though, I mean, very few of the, you can't oh, qualify. In order to get into the qualifying rounds, you have to write an essay and like send results and stuff. I'm not joking. Then there's like several heats and only the first 30 people even qualify. So, I mean, you can try it, but like you're up against a dude that was at Team Sky like a year ago or so. So, yeah. I you can't possibly, I mean... It's not easy to beat those people or but the guys that won. I mean, a dude that has, you know, won stages at like the tour of Turkey and Morocco and stuff like those are serious racing dudes. But the important question, though, is was Mario Cipollini there or not? He I was. don't know if he was at the race. Was he at the race? Yeah, Someone the told me he was. I didn't see him. That was the rumor. I mean, he was, he, was, he was in town with RNA Cycles and RNA is a big sponsor of the race. So he might have been there. I don't know. I can't believe that people told me he showed up with a very, you know, uh, how can I say it? busty looking woman? I don't know. What that, that's, I don't know what other word to use. I think, I think you can well, say big. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. You know, I like, he was wearing I like, like skin tight shirt. I like big cans. Oh Lord. <laughs> HR. Actually, Mike, Mike, do you have HR on speed dial? 
no, I mean, I don't mean that's in like, hey, nice game. I just think the term is hilariously funny. It just sounds funny. But anyway, whichever way, yeah, I'll, I'll retract everything I said about the Red Hook trade because I, in reality, then I was actually talking about, you know, because I'm talking about an event that was, you know, well, 10 years ago. And what yeah. that, it's completely different nowadays. So, yeah, 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 I haven't been there. Yeah, before. no, I mean, I think if you look back, you know, whatever, when he put it on 10 years ago, no one was there, only the people racing. Yeah, and, and like yeah. he gave someone dinner or whatever. So I mean, it's one of those things. I'm like, oh yeah, it's fixed gear bikes. Like I don't like those things. I'm like, yeah, but then you go there and it's like tons of people and their families and they're just there to watch bikes racing. Bikes, yeah. bikes racing. Yeah, <laughs> am I turning into Sean Kelly? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I guess the people are racing the bikes. <laughs> This is bikes racing. Oh my god! <laughs> Got hit on the head or something. Well, thank you very much. I was following okay. the thing on Twitter, but I wanted to get impressions of people actually there. So, pretty cool. Well, Mike, Mike is kind of an expert on that. I mean, you know, I mean, you know the guy, right? Quite well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and and you've been there since the beginning, and you've worked in some capacity and then in stuff and like you're an expert dude are you like a know, father like, for well, the red hood crate yeah actually and you know, now <laughs> there's like i i guess I, i'll say this forget everything else forget fixed gear this that hipster forget all that the question is how can other bike races within 10 years Get major sponsorship from people like Rockstar Games, Nike, spin it off into a series that happens in multiple continents, two continents, whatever, and include, weird as it seems, a 5K run. Now, (laughs) I mean, for me, I'm like, a 5K run? But that's a... That brings out a ton of other people that well, stuck around, and I don't know exactly. And meanwhile, the uh, the tour of the Batten Kill got canceled because there was no sponsorship. Yeah, but- so that's the thing. When like, what does it take? And what does it take like for Nike to put a bunch of money into bringing like a mural and like all this crap? I didn't even know what was going on half the time. I'm like, what is that over there? Oh wow. Okay. Wait, wait a second, Dan. Is it confirmed the Baden Kill cancellation? Because I saw something today when they they said that the organizer actually didn't confirm that. I don't know. It's one of those oh, things yeah. that I think they put out the, the, the news because no. apparently a team got an email with the cancellation, but there was no official communication from the race organizer. I thought I, oh. I saw that this morning. I don't know if that changed so far. So, but it seems yeah. that's not going to happen anyway. But well, just I, I actually just read the headlines as I often do. Well, I was getting tattooed today, <laughs> and it was like <laughs> okay. Tour of the Back Kill has been canceled. And for those that don't we, know about the Tour of the Back Kill, even other far away in the United States, not in the East Coast, and obviously Europeans and Australians and stuff. Um, the Tour of the Baton Kill is this race that used to be called uh, Baton Kill Roubaix, right? Baton Kill Roubaix or Roubaix Baton Kill? Something like that. Yeah, Baton Kill Roubaix. And it's a race in upstate New York and like basically in the middle of nowhere, this tiny little town. And it's it's more like a Strada Bianchi kind of thing. It's very, very undulating and just a lot of um, open streets, you know, unpaved streets and stuff like that. If, if it rains, it's dirty as hell. If it doesn't, it's super dusty. It's, it's a great race. I've been up there to see it a couple of times. It's a great race. And it's interesting. They don't have enough 
I mean, the last time I went to see it, Pepsi was sponsoring it, and it was a UCI race. Now it's nothing. Nobody sponsors it. Stuff. So actually, that that's um, that reminds me of something. So I met a small group of Slovenian guys who flew to the United States to try to qualify for the Red Hook crit. You know, talking to them, I was like, my Lord, they're delusional. I mean, you know, they've flown here like four times to try to qualify, never make it. And I had to giggle internally when they referred to Red Hook, Brooklyn as hollowed ground. What? Now, (laughs) that's funny because even though Red Hook has turned and it's so different now, like, you know, you walk there, especially late at night, and you're just like, it's just shipping warehouses and stuff. It's funny. And yet, I'm like... Again, I put it in the context of like, wouldn't the people of the town or the organizers of a race like Battenkill just kill for someone in Europe to refer to their town as hollowed ground? And really, what the hell is – I'm not – don't think I'm comparing Red Hook or whatever to Bay, but – what are the cobbled sections in France other than just like a stupid path that's covered in cow crap for most of the year? It's nothing. And yet it's hollowed ground to all of us, right? Yeah, I mean, you're right. But it's funny that when you say Red Hook, I think of Red Hook before the IKEA got there, you know, and Red Hook was just really absolutely nothing. But even now it's not, you know. (laughs) But at least people go there. They take a little bus to, uh, to IKEA. So that's the thing. I'm like, you know, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, that the the dude that said that and the people that agreed with him as he said it, they're probably kind of cuckoo. But nevertheless, I think if you look at it from the point of view of a race organizer, man, that is a great kind of cuckoo to have on your side of someone that says, I just have to, you know, sell stuff and like travel there just to try to get into it because it's quote unquote hollow ground. Not bad. It's a good problem to have. Natalia, how are we doing on time? Uh, we still have five more minutes to 45, Mark. Okay. And then okay. 15 more minutes oh. to talk about the Giro. I'll, I'll play the alarms. Don't, don't you worry. I, I, think we should, I think we should just talk about the Giro. Let's start talking about the Giro now and just do our predictions for the Giro, kind of what we're looking for. Are we excited? Are we not excited? Let's not get too in-depth uh, with the Giro. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but let's start with, uh, with let's start with Klaus. Klaus, what are you what are you looking forward to? Thanks for the Giro. Yeah, what are you looking uh, forward to? I I don't know. Try to see if Nairo Quintana can win. <laughs> <laughs> what else? I mean, the thing it's possible, although we know nothing about Vincenzo Nibali. Do you guys have a sense for how he's doing? I haven't seen him race much this season. Well, he, what was that race that he did that, um, in Italy that he won? Croatia? Was it Tour of Croatia that he won it by yeah, one second or something yeah. like that? And he Croatia, kind of did it in memory of Scarponi? I, Scarponi, and, yeah. and he did. And we know he had a phantom attack during the Milan San Remo while he was in bed asleep. In bed, yeah. <laughs> um, he, looked, he looked good, but he did not look great he did not look very aggressive he in, in in stages where he could have and should have attacked he didn't it was uh a team sky victory you know a lot of just like sitting back and waiting for other people to attack kind of thing it wasn't like spectacular this guy is gonna win the giro nothing like that i mean but we haven't seen Nairo either in a while so 
I mean, actually, in Asturias. Yeah. How is he doing in Asturias? I, I haven't seen anything about Asturias. Asturias? Was Nivali yeah. in Asturias? What? Was Nivali in Asturias? Okay. No. No, no, no. I mean, no, we were talking about Nairo. Oh, Nairo, Nairo finished second. First one was Alarcón, Raúl Alarcón. Alarcón. And then the third one, well, the, the, third, the third place on the podium. Guess who? Uh, Carlos Betancourt. No. Valverde. No. Valverde. No. No, really? My favorite uh, cyclist back in Colombia. Valverde. <laughs> uh, in Colombia. Pantano. No. Atapuma. And I'm being ironic here. Oh, oh, okay, oh. okay. Ed, Edwin Ávila. No, no. So, Paco Mancero. I like Ávila. Sevilla, man. Sevilla, oh. there you go. Mancero was Sevilla. was there? Yeah, Team Medellín was there. Oh Sevilla was there. That, that, that freaking race was. And the guy. Glowing in the dark. Well, yeah, it's the, funny because he, that was the last time. The last time he won a race in Spain was 1912. Nothing, guys. Come on, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Tough crowd. No, today. I think you know with the Giro. Um, I don't know. Yeah, just I don't think. I mean, Garrett Thomas always somehow manages to become 10 times better cyclist than I thought he was from time to time. So there's that to look out for. But aside from that, I don't know, just the last week, because when I looked at it, it looks insane and it ends in a time trial that is long enough that it could be problematic for Naito. So he would have to take out huge chunks of time, which is possible with that much climbing uh, backloaded in order yeah. to protect it because um, it's like a 30K time trial. You know, yeah. I saw some pictures I, I, of Nairo training the time trial. Man, he looks good. Like his position, everything is, this is as good as he's going to get time trialing. When I was watching those pictures, it's like, okay, that's it. You know, like the rest of him, the rest of will be limitation that you cannot ask for more. So that was pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. No, I, what if they it, fly pony to yeah. Italy to inspire <laughs> That's it. That's the, the, the Giro is his then. No, listen, um, aerodynamicists and engineers and stuff say that it's, it, there's a saying, if it looks fast, it is fast. For whatever reason, stuff that looks like it would be fast is actually fast. So hmm. maybe Nairo is fast. I, 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 I always think of Domenico Pozzovivo. Do you remember like two years ago or whatever? He like had a ridiculous time trial that was like, where the hell did this come from? He hasn't had a, a good time trial since so maybe he'll actually have a good giro and then just come up with one of those crazy time trials out of nowhere and win the whole thing i would love i would love to see domenico Pozzovivo win the giro if he's not naito i would love for it to be domenico Pozzovivo. i love that dude absolutely love that dude um it seems like he's been you know not he had that one one or two years that were crazy and then he's been, been kind of yeah. sleepy yeah I mean you see him in races he's doing well he's up there but yeah he's just kind of like falling falling behind like just not being the also you know what I looking at the start list remember how Astana for the last couple of years at least the last year basically was just beating the Giro into submission yeah this year they're I mean Luis Leon Sanchez uh, 
I don't know, Dario Cataldo. Like they're they lost, not. They lost Nibali. They lost. They, they just don't care. I really. I mean, they don't have a real leader. Luis Leon Sanchez. I don't know. It's going to be know. a very I, different show. But Klaus, because we started with you, I want to hear your head and your heart for the Giro d'Italia in 2017. For the centenary. It's, it's the uh, centenary. I mean, honestly, I think Nibali is the only other contender. Watch me be you know, wrong because something could happen. But I think for both, it could be Naito. I think winning the Giro is very possible for him, especially this kind of Giro, even with that time trial, whereas for the Tour, it's much more complicated. Yes. Valverde is going to win the Tour. Forget about it. Oh, get the hell out of here. (laughs) Valverde. Oh, by the way, I just just realized that Dyer uh, Quintana is going to be racing with Naito. For the Giro? Yeah. First time they'll be doing a Grand Tour together. First time Dyer's doing a Grand Tour, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I think he did the tour last year. Well, I don't know. I don't know. No. But here's the thing. The tour is going to be a completely different bag of chips for many reasons. But the number one reason is Chris Froome. I mean, let's be honest. Chris Froome is fucking way, a way better writer than Naruto. What are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> Hello, Jiro has Geraint Thomas. Do you know what he's capable of? Yes. Hey, he's l- a climber now. Some, when Klaus was just talking, did you guys hear like a robotic voice? A no. little bit, but then it went away. It's because I got angry. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. You guys are all roboting for me. I don't understand. But anyway, so Klaus, you say Quintana for your head, Quintana for your heart. Yeah. Don't mean to be yeah. weird. I just, it seems good, like a good mix to me. Uh, okay. But which Quintana okay. for each one? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> Realistically, Dyer, with my heart, I wish Naito could win, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you. That's true. <laughs> um, okay, let's go with Natalia next. Anything that you're looking forward to other than just the GC battle and that time trial? Uh, you know, actually, for the, the Giro d'Italia, I remember checking the podiums just to hear the music they use for the podiums. Oh. <laughs> I was yes. made for loving you, baby. You yeah, and when they put the eye of the tiger and... Yeah, I've said this before. So. Time travel exists, and you don't need to buy a DeLorean to travel back in time. All you need is a plane ticket to Italy. And this is very true. <laughs> so I'm looking forward yeah. to the podium soundtrack of this year. And, yeah. uh, and also, I'm looking forward to see if there is going to be some drama between Landa and Gerard Thomas. So, oh, they're because, going with yeah, yeah. Because Landa said in a in an interview that this time he wasn't going to be held back like before. I don't know. I can tell you this: the oh, the you know, the Lokis are actually I just thought of two other things. Better odds than Mikel Landa. Dombrowski doing a Grand Tour again. He's a much better uh, climber. And this is Gaviria's first uh, Grand Tour. uh, Yeah, actually, that would be fun. I I love the inter-team battles with Sky. It's just amazing. Those guys have way too much talent, and then just like it, just they just create that themselves. Okay, so I'm giving your your head and your heart for the Giro d'Italia. Head and heart. I'm going to say head Nivali because I don't want to jinx Nairo, and then heart is going to be Nairo. I'm going with my Colombian superstition. Tradition. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. Mike? Head? Nibbly? Heart? Mm-hmm. Valverde. Aru. No. <laughs> Aru. Nibbly. Nibali and Aru. Aru is not racing. He's not? Uh, Aru is out. No, he had, a, actually he had an injury him. training and he's out. He's missing the Giro. Then I pick uh, Corinne Rivera. <laughs> Good. <laughs> pick Awimiki. No, Awimiki is a climber. So. <laughs> okay, actually, go look at the, at the, at the start list again. I thought I was I'll, I'll looking at last year's yeah, start list. What was I looking at? What's I that? Don't know. I, yeah. I, I thought that's what I was looking at. Listen, guys, I I cannot hear either of you guys at all. I can. Hear I can you. hear you, no problem. And Mike, okay, no you problem. Can hear me no problem. Okay. Well, then let me do my spiel, and then Mike can look at the start list. Okay. Um, I am going to do an interesting one. I think my head says that Nairo Quintana is going to win, but I would love. I'm going to have two riders as my heart. I would love for Domenico Pozzovivo. Or Carlos Betancourt. To oh, win. God. <laughs> Is Betancourt be, going to be at the Giro? Come on. He, uh, he's in the bookies. He's in the bookies uh, books or whatever. Not, not that that means much. But, um, well, even if he's not, then Pozo Vivo uh, with my heart and Quintana with my head. Well, obviously, I want Quintana to win with my heart as well. But you know what I mean. Mike, finally, you, head and heart then. Your Aru replacement. Dun, 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 dun. It's your heart, so it should be. Franco Pelazzotti. Posato is raising the Giro. Why you go for Posato? Uh, no, oh, I like Pelazzotti. Yes. Yeah, p- yeah p- Pelazzotti would be good. He'd be like turning back the fucking clock. <laughs> like Clark said, he's just going back in time. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Okay. So, I hope somebody he could win. Ilnur, oh, I like that dude. Now tell me that he's he racist, Natalia. He, he actually could. He yeah, <laughs> he's a very good he's, climber. He's. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we have our picks, and we kind of discuss the Giro. It's going to be awesome. That is our cue. We will be back next year. <laughs> next year, Jesus. <laughs> I meant next week. Speedmetalcycling.com. Everything you need to know. Um, and uh, that's it we are out of here peace